Hello and welcome to the Dear Mama podcast. My name is Nikima Khan and I am so excited that you're here. Motherhood is a transformative experience. It brings new situations, joys and challenges. It makes sense that we need new skills and tools to manage this new stage of life so that we can show up as the best versions of us for ourselves as well as our family. After experiencing my own challenges with juggling the realities of modern motherhood, I went on a quest to find tools to support my mental, emotional, and physical well-being, uncovering personal and spiritual development tools that have helped me in my journey to find a calmer and more intentional life. After experiencing the benefits of walking this path for myself, I wanted to create a space to share with other mamas who needed this too. And so, the Dear Mama Project was born. Each week, I'll bring you an inspiring episode packed with practical personal development tools to help you in your own journey of becoming the best version of you. I'll also be sharing real mother's inspiring stories of using motherhood as a catalyst for personal transformation. It takes courage to decide that you want or need to change, or maybe that you want more. But I truly believe that motherhood presents us with a unique opportunity to grow and transform, and I can't wait to go on this journey together. Hello and welcome to episode nine. In today's episode, I'm going to be chatting with you about balance. I put up a question on my Instagram stories asking for your biggest challenges at the moment and balance was the one that came up again and again. I'm really excited for today's episode because this is a really important topic and something that I have personally had to work through myself. So I have some things that I'm really excited to share with you about it. Before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to give you a bit of an update. You might have seen um, on Instagram stories last week that I shared that I've had the beautiful Casey join the Dear Mama team as our producer. Casey is a journalist and TV producer currently expecting her second bub, and I am just beyond excited to be working together and to take the podcast to the next level. So yeah, look out, big things coming for Dear Mama. Last thing before we get into today's episode, I am reading out a review that's been left for the podcast every now and then, just as a way to say thank you. And today's review is from SKJ84, which I'm sure is not your real name, but you will know who you are. And she says, one of my favorite podcasts, thank you for sharing all these wonderful conversations. The amount of times I find myself nodding along. It's great to feel connected to other mamas and to know that we're not alone. Can't wait for the next episode. Thank you so much. I can't tell you how much it means to me to get your feedback and to get your messages and the written reviews that you leave on iTunes. It means, yeah, it means so much. And it's really nice to know when the work is connecting with you. So thank you. All right. So today's episode, balance. I don't think I've ever heard the word balanced used as much or talked about as much as I have since I've become a mum. Balance is a really interesting word and I think people use it in different ways with motherhood and there's different ideas of what people think balance means. For me, I want to talk about balance now in terms of as mums, we're constantly being pulled in a million different directions at once. There are constant demands on our time and our energy and our love and it can feel like everyone wants a little piece of you throughout the day. I also know from personal experience, and I'm sure you would get, you would feel this too, that there is no end point for the amount that you need to do in a day. You could work all day, every day, and still at the end of the day, there would still be more things to do. There would be more washing 
there would be more dishes, there would be more activities you could do with your kid, there would be more you could be doing with your husband, there would be more you could be doing at work, there would be more exercise you'd be doing, there'd be more cooking you'd be doing. There's just, there's no end point for the amount of work that comes with parenting. I also feel like as mums, because we're constantly doing a lot of work around parenting and around um, like maintaining a house or working or whatever else it might be, a lot of the time we don't make time or prioritize doing things that light us up and that make us happy. I also feel like um, there is a lot of comparison in motherhood and that can also contribute to the feeling of being imbalanced because you can be working all day doing everything that you can, being super busy, and then you can jump on social media and you can see that so-and-so just cleaned her house and she's got a perfectly like organized pantry. And then you'll see another mom has gone out and done this amazing workout and another mom's done her like educational activities and another mom's running a business. And then you can easily sit there and judge yourself for not meeting their collective achievements from their day. Because all of these things, I think, contribute to a feeling of feeling like I'm not doing enough. There's not enough hours in the day. I'm not, I still, it doesn't matter how hard I work, there's still not enough time for me to do the things that make me happy. And then we can get this feeling of being imbalanced or not doing enough or being enough or giving enough or whatever it might be. So that's kind of what I'm going to talk about with balance today. I do want to start by saying that there is a whole other piece to this conversation, which is around the unrealistic standards of motherhood, social conditioning, the mental load of motherhood, and the lack of support for mothers. These are topics that I absolutely will be exploring in the podcast in the future, and I really think that's a big part of this conversation. And we can't really talk about balance in motherhood without first acknowledging that we're absolutely failing mothers in terms of the support that we have. However, that's a really big conversation and for the purposes of providing some immediate relief for you guys and giving some practical things that we can do right now, I'm not going to dive into those topics. I will in the future, but in this episode, I just want to keep it really simple and give you guys some practical advice and tips that have worked really well for me. So here goes. I don't think that there is such a thing as balance when you have young kids. It's just not possible to have everything balanced all of the time because there's always competing priorities. There's unexpected things that come up and the nature of motherhood and parenting and even just life is that sometimes things happen and it requires more of our energy in that direction. For example, if your little one got sick, if you got sick, if a family member was sick, um, if there was a situation that was happening within your family or with your little one where they needed more energy from you, it makes sense that you're going to have to put more energy into that situation for a certain period of time. It's not realistic to think that we can always have things perfectly balanced. And I feel like it actually adds a layer of weight 
to our already very heavy shoulders. So having to meet this perfectly balanced life when life is changing and always evolving and constantly in flux, I feel like it's not realistic and it doesn't actually serve us and it certainly doesn't serve me. And for a while now I've chosen to kind of hit unsubscribe on the idea that I need to have everything perfectly balanced all of the time. Instead, I try to treat myself with a bit of self-compassion and realize and recognize that life is always moving. Sometimes I'm going to have to put more of my energy in this area, but as soon as that's done, I can come back to myself and concentrate on those other things. That said, I feel that it's really important that as a top priority amongst everything, even when there are situations that are pulling you in different directions, that we're looking after ourselves as like a number one priority on the list. I'm going to talk a little bit about that. um, But I think where I really want to start with you guys is around choices. Because if we can recognize that there's just not enough hours in the day to do all of the things, can we agree on that? Like (laughs) there is so much stuff that has to be done on a day-to-day basis, I could do parenting and motherhood and working and all of those things. I could do that all day, every day, and I would never, ever finish my to-do list. Like it is just not possible to get everything done. The nature of parenting is that just as you finished one load of washing, they're dirty more clothes. Just as you finish the dishes, they're making a mess over here. Just as you have done this thing for your job, there's more work to be done. Like we're never going to get to the point where we're like, oh, okay, everything's done. Now I can relax. So we need to find a way to relax and to have calm and to have peace amongst the unfinishedness of life and the mess of life because life is messy. So in terms of being able to do that, the things that I have found really work for me is just acknowledging that not everything is going to get done and I'm going to have to be okay with that. I'm going to have to be okay with a little bit more mess. I'm going to have to be okay with not being able to do all of the things all of the time. And for me, that was a really big learning curve because I, prior to having kids, was would classify myself as like a bit of a achiever. Like I liked to finish things. I liked to have things done. I liked to feel like I was in control of everything. And that just doesn't fit with my current life because life with young kids, motherhood, parenting, this stage of life, it's a bit messy. So the first thing I want to talk about is choices because I feel like there's not enough time in the day to be all of the things to all of the people. We've only got a certain amount of hours in the day and we really need to be selective about where our energy is going and really deliberate in choosing the things that are most important to us. Because when we look at choices, we can see that if we make one choice, say for example, we make the choice of playing with your little one, it might mean making the choice that we're not going to respond to that email right now. Going to the gym might mean not doing the washing. Going and catching up with a friend and filling up your cup in terms of socializing and support might mean saying no to doing the washing or doing the mopping or whatever it might be but we're always making choices about where we spend our time. So I think the first step in feeling a bit more in control of where you're putting your time, but also in doing things that align with you and your values and make you feel good is understanding 
that we're making choices all the time. Ideally, we should be making choices based on our values. So what makes us happy? What lights us up? What gives you contentment? What are your non-negotiables? And what are the things that are deeply, deeply important to you in terms of connecting with your family or how you live your life, whether it's working, how you feel achievement, how you feel good about yourself? What are those things that make you happy? So understanding your values, I think, is the number one step. Sometimes though, and I feel like this is really rife in motherhood, we make choices based on what we think other people want or what we should be doing. Because in motherhood, I feel like we're all flying by the seat of our pants. There's no training manual. And to make sure that we're in inverted commas doing this right, we're often peering over our shoulder to see how other people are doing it and then comparing ourselves and our lives and our choices. And this is where I think things can go really downhill. So say, for example, you understand your values and you know that you really enjoy exercising. It just keeps you feeling good about yourself. It gives you mental clarity. You have to really make it a priority in your life and really set aside time for you to be able to go and do that exercise, but it makes you feel really good. But because you're doing this thing, say, because you're exercising a couple of times a week, you've had to make that choice. And that means that you have said no to doing super educational, elaborate activities with your kids, because that time that you could be doing that, you're putting into exercising. But you're cool with that because you know everything is working really well for your family. Your family are happy. You're happy. Everything is great. But then you go over to Instagram and you see one of your friends is doing these like crazy elaborate educational activities with their kids. And then you go, is that what I'm supposed to be doing? Oh my God, I'm not measuring up. I'm already so busy, but now I need to be doing all of these activities too. And then you start feeling guilt and then maybe you drop doing the exercise and you start doing the activities, not because you value it, but because you think you should be doing it. This is where I think as well, you start feeling like, what am I doing wrong? Why can't I find this balance? Why can't I do the educational activities and going to the exercise when I want to and having my perfectly clean house and having my dream career and having all of these other things because you start judging yourself by the collective achievements of everyone around you and you think you should be doing all of those things. This is where I think it's super important to understand choices and understand values. So that friend, her choice might be to do those educational activities with her kids and to do these super elaborate activities because that is one of her values and that's what makes her feel good and that's her choice. But just because it's her choice and just that because that's the way that she chooses to parent doesn't mean that it needs to be yours. And what makes each of us feel good is different our values are different, our experiences are different, our perspectives are different, and because of this, we're going to make different choices. No choice is more worthy or valid or acceptable than the other. They're just different based on what we value most. Understanding this, I think, helps you stop comparing yourself to everyone else around you and lower the expectations on what you need to do within the day. Like if you can sit down and really clearly 
define these are my values. These are the things that are most important to me and then start making choices based on those things. Then you're going to feel a bit more in inverted commas balanced because you're actually doing things that are important to you rather than trying to live your life based on other people's values and the things that are most important to them. When we make space for doing the things that light us up rather than trying to do what other people are doing or trying to measure up to a standard that you think you should be meeting, that's when you're going to feel alignment in your own values and feel like you're living your life on purpose and that you're making the choices that are best for you. So a little action for you guys, if you're up for it, is to sit down and have a really good think about what your own values are what makes you and what makes you happy. And then from there, you can do a little mini audit on where you're spending your time and your day and see if you're making room for those things that align to your values in your life. It's also an invitation to see when you're doing things, not because you actually want to, but because you think you have to. And then there's obviously then the chance to maybe stop doing that if it's not in alignment with your values and who you want to be and what you want for your family and for yourself. The other thing that I think is really important here is just recognizing and being self-compassionate with the fact that we only have a finite amount of time in a day. And we should be spending our time doing the things that make us happy and that give us joy and bring us energy. But that means we're going to have to feel okay with the fact that some things aren't going to get done. And in episode, episode one with Cass, we talk about sitting with the discomfort and how meditation can help you do that. So if you're someone who maybe struggles a little bit with that, meditation's another great way to try and learn how to sit with things being unfinished or sit with discomfort. But I think this is a really key step in feeling balance is you can't wait until everything's done to feel happy. You need to be able to feel happy just as you are right now. And I think this also goes back to honoring your choices. So if your choice is that you want to spend some time with your kids and that means that you're not going to be doing the housework, you need to not rob yourself of the moment that you're enjoying with your kids by thinking about all of the things you need to do. It's about trying to go back and be present and sit with the discomfort of that stuff might not be done, but I'm here now and I'm enjoying this moment right now. It's the same way if your choice is to go and exercise or your choice is to go and socialize with your friends, give yourself the gift of letting everything else fade away and being where you are and enjoying your choice for right now, because that might not be your choice for for forever, but it's important for you to honor it right now and not rob yourself of the moment that you're in. The next point I want to make is really about, sorry guys, my voice has gone a bit croaky today. The next point I want to make is really about being a priority in your own life and how I really truly believe that you need to be the number one priority. I had quite a few people ask in the questions around how, how do I start prioritizing my self-care? And I'm going to give you the 100% honest answer. This is the answer I would give my best friend if she called me and asked me this question. And it might sound a little bit harsh, but I'm saying it with complete love and because I don't want this to happen to you and because I want the best for you and I have seen this unfold, I've lived this life and I just don't want the same for you. So there are two options when it comes to prioritizing your self-care. You can decide that you're deserving of your own love, care, and time 
right now or you can wait until something really bad happens and you get knocked over the head by your own vulnerability and your own mortality. At the start of the year, I was running myself absolutely into the ground. I was running a national tour of events in four cities. I was trying to grow a business. I was running another business. I was trying to be a half-decent mum and wife. And I was just 100% not looking after myself, not sleeping properly, not eating properly, not allowing myself any downtime. My mind was always on. I was riddled with anxiety And I was just like living in a state of that fight or flight response 24-7. I was at home. I lost my vision and was taken to hospital. And I was sitting on the hospital bed. I had all of the little monitor things on my heart. And my husband came with my son. And they were running tests to make sure that I hadn't had a stroke. The reality of what I was doing and the weight of what I was doing slapped me across the face when I'm sitting on a hospital bed being checked to make sure I hadn't had a stroke and my son is there and I'm thinking, how am I going to be able to drive him anywhere? How am I going to be left alone with him anywhere? How am I going to be able to look after him if something serious happens to me because I'm not looking after myself? The idea that I could be having a stroke or that I wouldn't be able to care for him was just the wake-up call that I needed, that I was absolutely not doing anyone any favours by not looking after myself and certainly not my son. So amongst the busyness of life, you need to be a top priority. And I know that saying that can be really uncomfortable for some people to get behind because we have been so indoctrinated into motherhood being an act of selflessness. We're shown that in the media everywhere. We've been shown that by our parents, books, everything. We're told motherhood means being selfless. And I know that society or your mother-in-law or whoever will push messages of self-sacrifice and martyrdom on you like it's a badge of honour that you can wear and a representation of your love for your family. I also know that we live in a society that still guilts mums for spending time on themselves. And I know as mums, we can do this to ourselves and to each other. But I truly, truly believe And know from my own experience that sacrificing yourself at the altar of motherhood is absolutely no way to love your family. Sacrificing your well-being for the sake of keeping up with society's expectations or your boss's expectations or your ladies from your playgroup's expectations is just no way to live your life. I really believe that filling your cup to overflow And letting that overflow wash all over your family is the best way to love them. Not only because they can learn what self-love looks like by watching their mother respect herself, but because it is a much better experience to receive love from someone when it's from a place of abundance rather than from a place of obligation or self-sacrifice. So, looking after yourself and filling up your own cup, it is not selfish. And we need to like, let go of that myth right now because it's a hundred percent damaging women's well-being and it's hurting people's families. I think we still have a really mixed up idea of what self-care means. And we still get, you know, it means scented candles and bath bombs and getting your nails done and all of this sort of stuff. And it can certainly mean that sometimes, but for me, the thing that has like 
radically changed my days and my life is just asking myself, how do I feel right now? And what do I need right now? I do this for myself multiple times a day and I honor the answer in the same way that I would if my son told me that he needed something. Sometimes the message that I get is you need to go and sit outside in the sun for 10 minutes and just take some deep breaths. Sometimes it's that you need to call a friend. Sometimes it's that I need alone time. But the key here for me is that I'm checking in with myself multiple times a day and I listen to what I need and I give it to myself in the same way that I would look after my son. And I hold this value to be of more importance than work, more importance than chores, more important than other people's opinions of me, because I 100% know that in order for my family to be happy and healthy, I need to be happy and healthy. This process of understanding your values and getting super clear about the things that are most important to you, that make you happy, that light you up, that give you energy and bring you joy, understanding those values and then making choices about where you're spending your time based on that and 100% dismissing any messages from anywhere that tells you that that is not enough, like ruthlessly saying, I am not listening to that message. I am not picking up that guilt. I am not doing, taking that on board. I feel like that is a huge, huge, huge lesson and has been one of the biggest things for me, just being ruthless in these are my values. These are my choices. And I am a hundred percent happy with these. I don't need to meet anybody else's ideas of what motherhood looks like. I don't need to make anybody's ideas of what being a inadvertent commas, good mom is. I know what's important for me. I know what's important for my family and I'm making choices from there that is like life-changing. There's a whole other piece around mum guilt that comes in with that too, because I really feel like I had massive mum guilt um, prior to doing this kind of reassessment of my life, but I don't have it anymore because I know that my choices that I'm making for my family are based on my values. And I can say that I am living in alignment with what's important to me. And when I see someone else that's doing something, I know that they're living in alignment with their values and their choices and their journey and what's important for them. So this process of understanding your values and making choices for there, it helps you with feeling more balanced, but it also helps you with letting go of the whole mum guilt thing. And a hundred percent, that is a choice. Like you can choose to let go of the mum guilt. If you sit down and you go, I am making choices based on my values and they are what is right for me and what's right for my family. And what a weight of your shoulders that is because mum guilt, man, I felt it. I felt it a lot, but yeah, I've really moved past it. So highly recommend. Um, And then, yeah, understanding that you are a top priority and making sure that you are ruthlessly putting yourself first. And if you can't put yourself first, if you can't say I am the top priority, at the very least, you need to start saying I am a priority and make sure that you are prioritizing yourself as much as you are prioritizing your kids, your husband, your family your job, whatever else, like you need to be up there, top of the list. I hope this episode has helped you and I would absolutely love to hear from you if it has. Send me a DM on Instagram. I am at Dear Mama Project and don't forget to subscribe so that you can get notified when the next episode comes out. 
I hope you have a wonderful week and I will see you over on Instagram.